Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, uh, we're airing this show on Monday. Uh, We're recording it on Wednesday. This is when the mayor, uh, Fofo Gillich, and I could get together Before we go to the mayor, though, I want to mention something to you real quickly. Um, We've all watched with, uh, with obviously a lot of care and prayer on this on the uh, uh, Demar Hamlin uh, situation from from the NFL game on on last Monday night. And as of the taping of this show, uh, as of just a few minutes ago, actually, uh, he had continued to show progress. Let's hope that that happens. And that he he recovers fully and um, and you know can get on with his life. I think one important thing has come from the national conversation that is taking place is that there is a lot of focus on CPR right now, the need to know CPR. Um, in fact, the way I've always said it, I'm a former paramedic. Incidentally, some most of my listeners know that I went to University of Alabama. In Birmingham, I became a paramedic, and then I was in pre-med. I was going to be an emergency room physician, and I decided to change my career, and uh, the rest is kind of history. But I had some incredible uh, instructors at the paramedic school at the University of Alabama in Birmingham. And from that point forward, I always believed strongly that the more bystanders who know CPR, the better. Uh, I won't go into it now, but most of you are fully aware that I had to do mouth-to-mouth to my own granddaughter about a year ago. And uh, she's doing great today. But to know CPR in that moment, I can't explain to you how important that was. Um, but there is a national conversation happening about CPR now. Uh, when you look at this converse, the uh, what what is suspected around Demar Hamlin's injury, that he got hit in the chest at a very vulnerable point. At least this is suspected now, uh, a very vulnerable point in his uh, heartbeat, and an area called the T way, which is when there is a moment after the ventricles of your heart, the lower chambers of your heart have beat, that is uh, going through what is called repolarization. Essentially, what that means is your heart is preparing to beat again, there's a very, very vulnerable moment in that T wave that if you get hit in that moment, it can send the heart into what is called ventricular tachycardia or ventricular fibrillation. I know a lot about it, incidentally, because my electrocardiography teacher at the University of Alabama in Birmingham, her son was killed by baseball to the chest, and uh, it made her go on a life's mission to teach people about the importance of CPR and par- importance of paramedics, uh, to, you know, learning about the um, about the about electrocardiography and about the heart and how CPR can really save people's lives. And um, I won't say anything more about it, but I will just say this: that if you haven't learned CPR, the American Heart Association has some great online courses. You can go to cpr.heart.org. That's cpr.heart.org. 
redcross.org. You can go to redcross.org. There are CPR classes online. In fact, you'll see lots and lots of choices. And and because there's a national conversation happening about this now, you will um, you will find even more information about that than is typically there. Uh, you know, think about kids and sport. This particular this particular thing, if this is what happened to Demar Hamlin, it's in, it's incredibly rare. You have to hit in just millisecond moment, but um, but it ha- but it potentially happened to him, and it could happen to to others. So the more bystanders who know this, the better. Just as important to know about CPR, someone near you, near you has a heart attack. Um, I'll tell you one other little side effect of this is that. You've seen a lot of praying online. You've seen a lot of focus, you know, fo- focus on religion. You may have even seen ESPN's Dan Orvosky, who did an on-air prayer. Um, that's good to see that. Now, you also see some of the cesspool of social media reacting to that. But overwhelmingly, the, the, the reaction has been very positive. I think this is really important to America that we think about these things. CPR and prayer, what, what more things, what better things can we focus on as we enter into the new year? So now let's uh, shift gears and move over to my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Mayor Fofo Gillish. How you doing, Mayor? I'm doing great. And along those lines, let me follow up and just my little technical brain and, and the understanding that repolarization is a 40 millisecond window, right? I mean, yes. from a technical standpoint, it always amazes me how the whole body works on you know, uh, the ability to move information or move you know, uh, sensors around. And just thinking, like I said, you know my, my background, uh, but 40 milliseconds is a pretty long time for that vulnerability, I think. It relates to me back when I was a, a kid in technology and working at the, at the Space Center or Johnson Space Center, and there was a, a, a free combination computer system for primary backup and, and backup to the backup that was if you lost data that you need to switch between the machines in 20 milliseconds. Yeah. So, you know, 20 milliseconds, that's 20 millionths of a second. So it kind of caught me in, you know, we were all watching the game and and when the physician, the emergency room physician said, you got just a a point in time, you know, you got 60 beats per minute, you got 40 milliseconds when it, when it turns over. So it really is amazing that they, they, uh, you know, from the electrocardiology situation, it just happened to hit at that point in time and talking about baseballs. And so it it really is amazing. I think it only, I guess, the uh, realization of, you know, of, of how things are is it, it, going to add to the whole understanding. And I was talking about CPR, every one of our fire department, you know, are, are, are trained and are, are they're going to be because, uh, you know, every week there's a calls to, uh, you know, for my 7,000 hotel rooms that, that, you know, that's all important to make sure that you get there fastest with most of Yeah, so, they, you know, most experts, Fofo, just based on what I read, said that it could be it could be as specific as 20 milliseconds. Just you know, just if you were given that example, that it could be in a in a time frame of 20 milliseconds. But you know, for people who have seen like an EKG, you don't know what you're looking at, but what you see when you look at it, there's a little hump. Mm-hmm. That little hump is the the top part of your heart that's actually contracting, and then you have this little spike. And the spike is called the QRS complex, and that's when the ventricles are actually pumping the blood to the rest of your body. And then after that, there's another like slightly longer and higher hump. That's called the T wave. And at the peak of the T wave, 
and then back it up just a tad, about 20 milliseconds. That's that really critical moment. And as, as, as uh, Fofo just pointed out, because he's a mathematician, literally, um, that's a really, really, really very small amount of time. And uh, but you you know it's a, it's amazing that if you think about the number of hits that that football players take on the field you know and you know from 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 uh, elementary school all the way up to the pros it's amazing we don't hear more about this but you, you know we're beginning to read more about it actually that some some players in high school and college have have been uh, hit in this very similar way and and what we learn at least this is the situation as of today what we've learned is that because there were incredibly gifted uh, medical personnel nearby and they could get CPR started immediately they could get the you know defibrillator going that's the way the defibrillator the the electric, electric uh, the uh, the shocking of the heart is the way you reverse uh, a ventricular tachycardia or ventricular fibrillation, and um, and that that is what happened in his case. So I'm praying that he is able to to come back. You know, then you know he had re- hoped to raise about I think twenty five hundred dollars for his toy fund, and last I checked, it was like six million. By the time this airs, it will probably be much greater than that. But the 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 contributions that that young man will make to to the power of prayer to the need for CPR uh, to, you know, bringing focus to kids who are less fortunate and the toy program that he had. I mean, there's a lot of divine intervention in this. And let's pray that he has a, a big life ahead. Hey, one last thing, the importance of dialing 911 as fast as possible, uh, you know, putting your, your phone on, um, on speakerphone so that the very well-trained uh, person on the other end of that line answering that not the 911 operator can help sort of guide you and the family and whoever's around while you await um, the first responders to get to your house. We experienced all that when I had to do C- CPR on my granddaughter. And gosh, it's also important. But one of the things I think learning CPR does, Fofo, is it prepares you for what you would experience. It helps you practice and think about it so that in that really tense moment when someone needs your help, that you can have your wits about you and and do what is necessary. And um, boy, we can't emphasize that enough. I know that your first responders are just thrilled, certainly the case in our case, when they get to the scene, then they see that there's someone who's trained there who could sort of help the situation along so that they didn't have to deal with someone who was who was deceased by the time they got there. It's just, you know, it's, it's good for them that we know CPR, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it is so important. You, you never know, and, and it's better to be uh, at least engaging in at least the plan when it kicks in, and, you know, you never know exactly how it's going to roll out, but you know what you're supposed to be doing, and that's a great thing. Yeah, there's no doubt. Hey, listen, uh, we talked a little bit about the Croatian flag before we started. Mm-hmm. Lex has got this rich Croatian history that you and I spent a whole show t- talking about. But we had the benefit the last World Cup, Ann and I and my son jo- Justin were actually in Dubrovnik, old Dubrovnik. We had befriended a, a pub uh, owner there and watched the game in his pub overlooking old Dubrovnik while, you know, while <laughs> Croatia played in the finals. Uh, they didn't get in the finals this time. They got in the semifinals, but it's sure good to see that little country of that such such a small 
population making it to the world stage again, isn't it? Oh, it was great. It was great. Like you said, the, the small country and the passion for, uh, for you know, football and, and as well as water polo. So they're, they're amazing on how they get where they go. go. Moderich and, and a couple other ones were, were very, you know, uh, inspirational to see because we were we had just finished. We, we weren't there for the finals, but we were there during the week. And it was like Super Bowl every time they played. And I think that was, was at the time, you know. And, and, it was. It was so fun. Hey, listen, when we come back, I'm curious about um, what the holidays have been like for the mayor. And then we'll uh, shift gears and talk about some exciting projects that the city is working on. There's always a lot going on in the city, but we'll we'll, we'll cover all the bases before we get done today. We'll see you after this. Live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gillage. And what I'm curious about Fofo is we, is we uh, will be getting to some of the really important projects that are happening in the city here shortly. But what's the, what's the Christmas season look like for the, the, uh, your, your family? Well, you know, uh, like I say, over the last five or six years, uh, it, it, your family gets bigger and bigger and, and you get spread out on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, uh, of course, you know, uh, a mass and uh, some of the religious components are always good. Of course, Santa Claus being at different now, instead of being in one spot, it's in about five or six spots. And so it's kind of hard to stretch yourself. It's only 24 hours in the day. But uh, I did have a pretty quiet, you know, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, a great Christmas. And, and uh, we, we look forward to it every year. And uh, I did put, we, uh, uh, of course, my wife is, is the inspiration on a couple of uh, decorations, which I just pushed, put in, put put up. So uh, it uh, it's always a great time. You know, once a year, that, that's enough. You know, not like the Olympics. It should be every year, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I'll put it well, one thing is you, as you know, Ann and and Lisa and uh, and Miss Annette. Uh, there's a lot of traditions when you oh. combine the, the that French side of the family with the Croatian side of the family. The the food and desserts and, whoo, man, it's good while it's happening. But oh, once it's behind you, you're thankful that it is because once you get on the scale, you realize you got a little bit of work to do. Almost like Lynn. <laughs> you got to you know give something up, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you think the holidays are over, but as you pointed out with Lent coming up and Mardi Gras, we just, we just changed. It's just another season changing, isn't it? That's right. So, so Fofo, I, there's a lot. I, I went to the website in preparation for the conversation today. And man, there's so much going on in the city. I, I went back and and looked at looked like ribbon cuttings and promotional uh, ceremonies and all of that that have happened in November and December since the last time we talked. And what's coming up in in in, uh, in January? Uh, the Tullus, uh, you know, the Tullus re- replica and, and luxury hotel that's that's planned for East Biloxi. Man, I don't even know where to start. So, what's on your mind these days? Well, you know, I kind of we had a. a, a 
a breakfast with the mayor and kind of revisit, which I'm kind of revisiting my mind. You know, what we started in 2015 and 16 and, and the ability to, to turn Howard Avenue back to life. And, you know, there's some opportunities there with people living and playing and, and uh, uh, you know, having a good time downtown Biloxi and, and uh, pop, repopulating that as projects. Here. But, of course, Keesler, the main the Division Street uh, gate is a main thing. I think they're finishing up and striping right now and all the lights. And, and there's a couple more, you know, uh, uh, enhance that gateway, which is going to be, you know, uh, uh, pretty cool by the time that, you know, all the flowers and things are, are planted. So that's a big thing. That's a $37 million project that's, that's all but done. Uh, to boardwalk right there on on Back Bay in between. Hey, hey, before before we go to boardwalk, let's stick with Keesler for just a second. Yeah. You know, when you come off that I one ten ramp and look to the right and look down that boulevard, my goodness, man, this is like we're really we're really seeing sort of the grandeur of this new entrance. But it was okay. important to have that entrance moved, wasn't it? It is. It is great. I mean, look, it's you know, it's a top notch Air Force base. We feel like it's the best. You know, it's got the best of a lot of things and. Again, there's a big cybersecurity uh, project that's going to be going right around where White Avenue was. And so that's all coming together. But uh, you mentioned this. I'm just going to take a minute or so. But when you come off the uh, I-110 exit and you're looking right to the west, and you'll see a, a, a white uh, water tower. And it's just ready for a, a billboard, so to speak, Keesler. So I'm, it's a little project. This is folks trying to get that. That means, you know, when you see it, it's almost like a spaceship right at the end. So you're heading towards the spaceship. That's the that's my next little uh, kick in to, to get that decorated. No, not decorated, but hey, you know, you're going to Keesler. This is your gateway into Keesler. So that's another little aside that, that I'm working on. You know, everything's a few thousand dollars or tens of thousand dollars, but we're going to make that happen. And, you know, it, it's just uh, something that's. You know, right now, General Edmondson, she's the commander of the 2nd Air Force. She was a 81st commander and a colonel at the time. We all got together. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what milk time was. But 37 million hours later, here it is. And uh, she's the commander of, of about eight commands that she actually is based at Keesler. But uh, uh, the 2nd Air Force uh, commander is just a, so much a, a friend and just a special, special person. You'll be seeing stars and more stars in their future for sure. It was a it was a massive undertaking. I, I I mean, just it took it took it took a partnership at all levels of government. You had to have incredible support from Keesler and and um, and the Air Force. But a massive undertaking, bringing all those parties together, getting the funding, and then and then you know commencing on the project itself, this multi-month project that you know it's finally coming to an end. But man, and you you did it while you were rebuilding the infrastructure under the streets of, of, of the city simultaneously. I mean, that's just incredible. It was, you know, you just look back on man, how did that come come to fruition? So, you know, it, 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 it's part of the deal. And now that you can look back on it, now you just look at what's, what's happening in the future. I'm looking 10 years down the road on what needs to be done because that's, you know, that was a five-year deal. Here we are, five years. Five years passes fast. And, you know, we did some pretty cool things. We got some very cool things uh, on the radar and, and some things that have been on the radar are kind of lighting up again. So we're real, real excited about, you know, the boardwalks and the ability to, to keep the sand on the beach. I think you know, we've we, uh, just bid out some from Oak Street to the small craft harbor, about 25,000 tons of heavier sand to keep that sand from blowing on the beach. Uh, working with the, the county, working with the state, the state was, was critical in you know our part of the $18 million or so for the outside peace. You gotta work hand in hand on them, with them and, and the governor. Uh, 
he uh, you know he was he was tremendous in, in the last you know uh, uh, year of the, of the pro years of the project that uh, you know couldn't do it without him and it, it really took a village you know from DC all the way you know through Jackson through through uh, you know the, the Air Force so we're cool with uh, where we are we want to make it even better. Well, you know, on the boardwalk, I'm a huge fan. I've uh, rid ridden my bike down there for years, actually. And now that it's all starting to all connect together, yeah. the opportunity to take that drive and go all the way to Ocean Springs, you know, right. <laughs> you know, in one fell swoop. I love that. My son, Justin, was in town from New York City during the holidays, and Ann and I took him to the reef, and he brought his girlfriend down, and who was terrific, I might add. And um, what he hadn't seen the boardwalk because he just when he's home he's home for a little short periods of time, and he and his girlfriend went and stood on the boardwalk right there at the reef, and just were just blown away by it. I mean, looking out over the beach, Chuck Loftus and his team does such a great job with the beach, and you see this beautiful boardwalk and um, and the lighting, the way that lighting is done, and to think that your vision is to take that all the way around. To uh, back bay, it's incredible how that's coming together. Yeah, you know, it, like you said, it just makes sense. I mean, you know, when you think about it, think about it. It's, it's not always easy to do, but when you look at the long, the long play. Like I said, the vision. Yeah, you want to be able to enjoy that water side. That you know, especially that that part of the beach and, and and the way that boardwalk is constructed. It is it is something very very extraordinary. And uh, and, so, and as you and I talked about, I think the design and engineering of it. It, so far, it stood the test of uh, a, a, at least a couple of you know storm surge scenarios, and uh, without missing a board, it's in, it's really hopefully that's that stays that way. But I think we're off to a good start there, don't you? I do, I do, and and again, you know, we're we're looking and it's going to prove itself as you, as you roll down. We want it from that same, that opportunity from Devee's Road all the way. You know, uh, if you want to go down the bay, it's fifty five miles of of track. If you wanted to, you know, take it all the way up to your, you know, uh, towards the bay. But hey, uh, it ju it's just a matter of you know time and money and and, and uh, you know emphasis and dedication to get it done. But it, we certainly feel it's the right thing to do. You know, so. So you, I mentioned the the Tullus site and what's planned for there, but that that is a significant development for the city, isn't it? It is, it, you know, and it kind of makes sense. You know, a few years ago, I think it's 2018, we did a look a little bit about what's needed, what's the opportunity on on the bay, on the peninsula, from I mean, on on the point, you know, from East Biloxi, from Oak Street this way, and you know, for a convention extension of it, a convention and hotel uh, rooms and. And it is it, really amazing when you when you look at what it takes to put a hotel room. I think you know, two hundred thousand a key is not unheard of, and and that's a bunch of a bunch of millions of dollars. And they're ready. You know, they came in with uh, they they see some things. We got people you know uh, with projects similar to that. You know, uh, going through the processes, but the numbers are there. I think uh, we've had another significant uh, uh, year with regard to gaming and visitation. So we're 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 pleased. And in the midst of all of this, you know, things that are happening, we're we're okay. You know, again, we uh, uh, just uh, knock on wood and, and, and keep our prayers going. That we're just going to keep plugging away. You know, you know, my my goal is ten years out, figuring out where you know where what needs to be in place to to roll through. Get enough momentum where you, the course is, is set, and, and it wouldn't make sense to, to get off course. Well, thinking thinking about that particular site, um, we we all know that it's basically set idle since 
Hurricane Katrina. It's that space between the Ori Museum and, say, Harris on Highway 90 right there. People will know where that is. Some of the most beautiful oak trees in the, in the city are on that site. And what's extraordinary about this $140 million development is they plan to do it and uh, and save the, the trees. It's a, it's a really incredible. We'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side. But we're meeting with, uh, having a terrific conversation with the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Mayor Fofo Gillich. We'll see you after this. Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're visiting with my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gillich. And when we went to break, we were, I was mentioning that the developers who plan who have proposed a project, a uh, 200-room hotel It's uh, with scenic gardens. They're going to actually have a, a full-size replica of uh, the historic manor that was there uh, prior to Hurricane Katrina. And uh, they're going to save the trees. Uh, it's going to be 11 stories with, with penthouses and lots of important thinking around sort of the architectural design there. It even mentions the Buena Vista, I think, and the Tivoli uh, in, the, in the midst of all that. But a lot of thought has gone into that. And to think that they can do it on that site and save all those grand uh, oak trees, that's got to be music to your ears. It's all of them, too. They have lost one protected tree. And if you had a couple of uh, significant trees in the middle of the, the, the parking uh, pool area, it's, it's been right through it. So it, it is pretty way cool, not, not pretty cool. And uh, again, they're, they're, they uh, have done their, their business and, and, and uh, uh, their research. So they're, they're moving forward and, and we're thankful for that. I think we're doing some appraisals to close the, actually the, the deal and, and, and go forward. They know, you know, time is money and, and that uh, they want to be in business as fast as they can. And I'm sure it's a you know, 12 to 18 month construction project, but it does. When you mentioned the Buena Vista and, and the deck, I don't know if you remember the old Buena Vista and there was a, 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 a facility on top that looked like a cruise ship. And I think they've incorporated that little look and view. So when you, you get to that top deck and you can see, you know, most of North Island, you know, from the top there. No, it's very cool, very exciting. And and uh, Frank Ginzer, I think, from the conceptual standpoint, hit all the notes and, and uh, uh, it was a perfect opportunity to put his, you know, his, his uh, thoughts and and, and uh, it, to work, and so we're we're close excited about that. Yeah, Frank was heavily involved with uh, Frank Gary on the design of the or- O'Keefe Museum. Uh, the house that we used to live in next door, he actually designed that for us. And one of our goals actually was to do the footings of the house around an absolutely grand old oak tree. And he helped us make, you know, create a design for that house that that saved the oak tree. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Frank's very talented and obviously understands sort of the historical perspective of the city. So I think he's a, a great partner for them to have on that on that journey. But uh, but people can actually read more about it if you go to the current 
current uh, uh, if you, the Biloxi website at Biloxi.org or Biloxi.mississippi.us, but just go to look up Biloxi website. And you'll see um, if you if you go down. Let me get back to my notes here, and I'll tell you what the heading says. There's actually a list of, uh, of things there, and one of the items you'll see it listed is this specific project. And you can click on that, and it will bring you to. You can see a, a, a rendering of the project. You can see the the meeting where uh, they presented, and you know if you you can get everything you want to see right there in that one little spot. I think, by the way, you know, I've said this many times before, but Cecilia does a really good job of communicating for the city, doesn't she? <laughs> she's great. You know, she's been here significant. And she, you know, she uh, she's paid her dues in, in this in this arena, and so she's we're proud to have her in, in you know leading uh, that information that that uh, you know that passion of, about Biloxi from a media standpoint. We're very very blessed that way, and uh, so. We- Mayor, we touched on on infrastructure a little bit when we mentioned the new gate for Keesler, but um, you know where are we in terms of total completion of that project? Well, you know, again, from the west to the east is uh, taking some things about twenty feet off the right of way. So we started at the mall with regard to you know, the connections, water sewer. Some of it is uh, subsurface, which would be you know, bore, uh, jack and bore. So, but and some of it you have to tear up to lay the you know, the, the sleeve, so all the, the water sewer and, and whatever the utilities will be subsurface and not try to disrupt. We had a little, uh, uh, you know, a little, uh, I guess, uh, at the Beauvoir uh, at Highway 90. That'll be uh, structurally uh, within, you know, uh, 50 to 100 feet from the actual right of way or on the right of way from the uh, Highway 90. Won't be as disruptive, but that's a uh, you know, uh, 30 or 40 million dollars worth of uh, remaining project to get that done. So that's going to tie from the Bees Road all the way to West Biloxi and then from the, uh, along the line all the way to uh, uh, where it needs to get into uh, the West Biloxi and, and uh, uh, Keegan's Bayou plants. And so that that's cool. Then we have some in central in, in central location where that, wherever it went underwater, which the last phase will be the central part of Biloxi from Holly Street towards downtown. Uh, and that will be the actual last page. That's probably $90 million, in part, part, probably a year from bidding that particular uh, project. So uh, that's that's the last and, and uh, not nearly as disruptive as, as I mean, when we first came on board with 55 miles of street torn up and uh, all at one time. So we, we learned some things in how we bid things. You know, we went from St. Michael's to, you know, from uh, Point Cadet to this way and doing okay. We ran across some, some creosote. I don't know if we talked about it down on Howard Avenue and had to remove 2,500 cubic yards of, of uh, contaminated, creosote contaminated uh, uh, soil. And we had to go to hazard to the hazardous waste dump with that. But yeah, you run across these things. This is an old yeah. town. And, oyster and, shells. Oyster shells. Uh, there was an oyster shell uh, presentation from the conservative, they, they're going to preserve the oyster shells from uh, from restaurants. Everybody on the hand shelf. So there's a plan uh, and an organization that will be recycling uh, some of those. And he made a pitch last night at the uh, uh, at the council meeting. So yeah, it, it's amazing how oyster. I reminded him. I said, if you go on the point, you can and, and you can see a, a fig tree. You can see oyster shells around the base because that was you know part of the you know uh, health of a fig tree. See how many oak. Yeah, you know, oyster shells that will keep it growing. I, I'm not sure what chemical it was added, but uh, 
Yeah, oyster shells are big, you know, for the oysters. No, hey, I, hey, man, I knew well. Mr. Pete had those at the house there on Cadet. You know, it's interesting when you when you look up why is Biloxi famous. If you just go to Google and say why is Biloxi famous, what pops up is this: known for its seafood industry as well as its rich maritime history. It goes on from there. It talks about family friendly environment, wonderful place to travel, relaxing, you know, all that stuff. But and uh, seafood industry as well as rich maritime in, uh, history. Boy, when you go start digging in a city like Biloxi, it's literally an archaeological dig, isn't it? I guarantee you. You know, you're talking about the Tullus Manor. Uh, and my, my dad and somebody, as a kid, they uncovered some, some Indian artifacts. But, you know, a long time ago, it's about in the, you know, in the 30s, at, you know, 10, 12-year-olds. Uh, and since then, almost everything that, you know, had some archaeological archaeological uh, significance has been done it, it, right now uh, you, if you dig i think someone you know in the old days you didn't have uh, garbage pickup if people buried things in their backyard and, and right where you're talking about now uh, you might get a, a, a box root beer bottle that, that has some significance so <laughs> that's the kind of thing i'm not really uh, really concerned about finding something uh, that needs to you know put time out on the project so i think everything that's been over the years, everything that was buried there has been dug up already. So, hey, listen, twice I have forgotten that the uh, construction is going on at Beauvoir. Since I live on the northern yeah. shore of Back Bay, I take the Potts Ferry Road Bridge, and if I'm coming from Gulfport, I'll I'll, I'll uh, have to turn it to the mall. You know, to you know, have to turn early, but I, sometimes I forget. And then, of course, right. coming from Biloxi, I got to turn at Veterans, right? And uh, or else, you know. Um, I'm going to come there, but hey, I had the opportunity to spend some time with Matt McDonald and his team at the at the uh, Coliseum. Spent a day with him actually. I, you know, as a publisher, I'd never had a chance to go over there and see what was what goes on behind the scenes when they're doing a big concert. In this particular case, it was the Judds, and uh, Matt's been on the show talking about a lot of the capital improvements that they've been doing that enable them to actually draw bigger bigger acts there. And you know, just to plan around around the Coliseum, and the, the observation I had when I when I got done with that, after really seeing it behind the whole full behind the scenes look at at what that what that contribute contributes to this community, is that the Coliseum in and of in and of itself is like this economic engine for for the for the uh, community. And I think sometimes we kind of take it for granted. It just it just kind of flows and does its thing and brings all these people in. The good news is, as it relates to Beauvoir, there hasn't been any of these million-dollar acts here during that particular construction project. But um, we're lucky to have it, aren't we? Well, we saw, certainly are. We recognize that. I, mean, I was on the Coliseum Commission, for, you know, I think I came off in 2001. But the long, long game, and my big, biggest priority uh, is the extension of Beauvoir Road across to Highway 90. That's, a, you know, that's $17 million left in that project. We're going to, uh, you know, put the, we go to bid very shortly by, by March. It's going to be ready to go. It's about a 12-month construction and engineering period. Our permitting, you know, is ongoing. But that will tie a couple of... You, you said the extension of Beauvoir, but you okay, meant Pops Ferry. Yeah, excuse me. Pops Ferry yeah, yeah. across the railroad tracks uh, alongside the west side of the Coliseum for the boulevard. And the acquisition for all that property, uh, Coliseum, you know, we paid them a million plus on, on some of the... Uh, but in bottom line, it's going to make Pops Ferry Boulevard tie into Highway 9. 
and then we could possibly get, I think it's 615, get a state designated road because eventually the bridge is going to need to be replaced. That's not a yeah. state bridge. This project, uh, uh, again, our, my top priority is to get that extension done and that will help all kinds of, when you go east or come from the east or go going west or whatever, uh, go from Highway 90 across and you eventually reach the bridge. But uh, that's the number one priority, and we've, those enhancement for the Coliseum will be in place also. We'll come back to why that's important. The state road designation is important. It's extremely important, I might add. When we come back on the other side, we'll, we'll continue sure. the conversation with Mayor Flipo Gillich. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're visiting with my friend, my good friend, Mayor Fofo Gillich, and I uh, appreciate you being here joining us on 103.1 or on YouTube or Facebook or your favorite podcast. These are always really enlightening and important conversations. Hey, when we went to break, we are just talking about all the infrastructure improvements that are happening all across the city, and we were beginning to kind of zero in. The mayor made the point that one of his big priorities is to continue Pops Ferry from uh, from where it is now and have it go all the way through to Highway 90. Um, and hopefully that would be sort of a, a, a an important step toward getting Pops Ferry designated as a state road. This is really important, actually, because as we discussed during the discussions around replacing the Pops Ferry Road Bridge, the bridge is, a, is, is one of the more important bridges in terms of north-south corridors, but it belongs to the city. So the city sort of left its own financial devices to replace that bridge. Um, and when you think about the other bridges and other, other uh, uh, state-owned bridges, they're always going to get a priority when it comes to financing. Um, that's, a, that's an important step, isn't it? It is. It's a category of movable bridges, too, as versus, you know, just fixed bridges. There's a number of fixed bridges projects that we would be, you know, asking for for help. But, no, that is a critical uh, uh, the designation is really critical for the city of Biloxi. And as we, uh, you know, move forward with the, with the elimination of the draw and some of those things and then give it some four lane capability, if, you know, we look at a uh, a possibility of a toll road coming up, and it was a $200 million deal. And, you know, again, uh, we were actually uh, concentrated on the extension, which would tie it into Highway 90 and then give, gives us opportunity to get designated a state road. I think 615 is what it would be. And then eventually, uh, well, uh, the, the a, that plan A is to the extension plan B was to rehab the bridge so the mechanism, the, the draw won't break down. I mean, and that's, yeah. a, uh, you know, some old hydraulics and some old technology that I think both uh, the Wilkes Bridge uh, to the west and, and uh, Fort Bayou just went sort of 30 or 4 million, 30 or 40 million dollars worth of a renovation to the movable structure, and that's a significant, you know, thing that needs to be done just to keep it from breaking. We still have to be living with, uh, you know, two lanes instead of four lanes and, and no high rise. But it, it's this is the critical time right now between. Completing the extension to, you know, from across Pass Road, across the railroad tracks to Highway 90. As I mentioned, CSX uh, a while back, that every time you cross with a new crossing, you got to shut down three, three crossings. We have 21 crossings. We've designated three. Two of them already been closed, and the third one will be Hollis Street. So we'll be ready to move with that uh, uh, cross there right away and then cross over to uh, the area that Nat uh, has an impact. Uh, you know, uh, 
situation with underpasses to both the uh, uh, parking lots and then to Highway 90 with the new signalization and turning and that sort of thing. It is significant that it's designated a state highway, which it is, which it is. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, Brad, with you know, with the the, uh, the, uh, the Mississippi Department of Transportation is, is a perfect partner to to move it forward and see the possibilities and, and go from there. Well, I think what's happening, I mean, essentially what the mayor is saying is this effort to try to figure out the best way to finance the bridge, a replacement of the bridge in a high-rise scenario, $170, $200 million is, is the proposed possibilities. They sort of backed away from that because it was clear the public wasn't going to support a toll road, and it's just a reality. But I think the mayor did a good job of putting it out there and saying that under the circumstances, this being a city-owned bridge, these are the these are the options that are available to us. So since that didn't fly, the the goal now is to make some capital improvements to the bridge, mostly around the the the, the actual draw itself, so that we can have more a more reliable structure. Because as you know, I'm on that every day. I'm sure you're on it a lot yourself. Um, it's really really aggravating when it doesn't close all the way or open all the way. You know the the and it's you know it's a critical. I mean, you think about the the seaway. The vision of creating the 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 seaway, the, the the industrial canal, our forefathers in Harrison County were smart as hell. But now it means that all that important barge traffic going to not only uh, Plant Jack Watson but going to the industrial seaway, right. it's got to go through the Pops yeah. Ferry. So. It, it is a is a regional situation. It's a regional. It is. It is. Um, it literally, when when weather changes and that metal uh, contracts and, and it expands, we've had people with with uh, crowbars trying to align it so it will lock in order to move. So, I mean, it's just part of, they were using the technology instead of the, you know, the the, the, uh, the swing bridge that they used the opening, uh, but it, you know, there was a technology at the time in the 70s. And, and there's a whole, I mean, talking with some of the engineers, there's a whole movable bridge engineering group. I mean, and, and you know, anything that's movable on a bridge, it has its own little, you know, a niche as far as engineering. So we, yeah. uh, we're learning more more about those things. But no, it is critical. And I think, you know, as we move forward and complete this extension, the designation will be next and, and then the long play over. You know, again, the 10 year vision is, is, is so important. So we need to have things in motion where, uh, you know, it, it takes long, it takes, you know, millions of millions of dollars to, to, to you know, actually get a rolling. So, yeah. Well, Fofo, we're out of time, but listen, it's been great to catch up with you. Uh, I wish you a happy new year. I know the legislative session's about to start. It's always a flurry of activity around that, I know. Uh, good luck with that, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with you ne next month or two and see how things are going. Thank you, Ricky. It's a happy new year to everyone, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's great to be here, and I think we're very fortunate to, to, to live in a city, a great place, as compared to a lot of other uh, problematic uh, places. We're, we're and so. We live in paradise. Most most people get that. That's for sure. Listen, have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.